Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. Hi, guys. Hi. This is Goop Yourself, the podcast where we talk about everything goop. I'm Brian Rucker. I'm Agnes Hewitt. And um, yeah, this is Goop Yourself. And these goop people are we come to this fucking crossroads every august nothing is going on yeah i'm like desperately trying to figure out what i'm going to talk about this week uh yeah like my brain has been preoccupied well earlier in the week my brain was just preoccupied with the whole lena wilson amanda stenberg yeah you got really into that i got Um, so into it in a way i usually i mean i i do enjoy like a a good old-fashioned online cancellation every once in a while okay and i don't want to rehash what happened because this all happened why not (laughs) i feel like you brought it up you have to rehash what happened okay well i think i mean everyone probably knows the like maybe not maybe i don't I, know maybe, about that maybe not everyone is as just, re- just do a quick recap. okay i'll do i'll try to do a quick re- recap so there's this movie called bodies 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 it's like a horror satire of like you know young millennials gen z whatever it's they say gen z but like all these actors are like 30 so i don't know if it's really gen z um it was a movie it was pretty good i liked it uh it's you know relatively well reviewed relatively successful and there's this critic for the new york times young woman lena wilson who wrote a you know pretty bad review it wasn't like a total pan but it was like oh this movie's you know the satire isn't as sharp as it thinks it is and she wrote in the review something to the effect and i'm paraphrasing here like like most, you know, A24 movies, this is basically a 95-minute advertisement for cleavage. Which, if you watch the movie, you're like, well, 
these these women are not dressed that per- like it, it just didn't make any sense in the context of the movie because you're like well they're young women so they yes they have boobs but like it didn't seem like anyone was ogling them or exploiting them and also it was like a you know it's a female director it wasn't it didn't seem like it was very like a, it wasn't like a very male gazy movie if you watched it so anyway she wrote this review i had not read the review uh but amanda stenberg you know one of the lead actors in the movie who is a young you know up-and-coming star she was um in the hate you give she i think she was like one of the, the like the young young girl in the hunger games like she's been working for a while and she was really good in this movie. So she reads this review and DMs the critic um, something like, I don't know, maybe, again, I'm paraphrasing. I don't have the exact quote handy, but she's like, maybe if if you would have watched the movie instead of, you know, uh, looking at my tits the whole time, you would have understood it. Something Something like that. Sort of snarky, sort of bitchy, but also sort of like, not like, it's not that deep. Like she was just sort of, she was just sort of being funny. Uh, and this was a DM, a private DM that she just sent her on Instagram, I guess. And so Lena Wilson, this critic who is very, or was very active on TikTok, uh, does this whole TikTok video making, basically blasting the actress in public like sharing this this private dm and being like you know i just want her to know that it's not okay that she did this um she has more social power for me and this is she says like this is fucking not okay and it's it's a very sort of defensive self-aggrandizing um accusatory post and if you watch it, well, now I think everything is taken down, but it's, it's, she's, she comes off as very sort of self-satisfied that she is in the moral right in this, in this argument. Um, so at first, I can't believe, I said I wasn't going to talk now. I'm like literally going into every granular detail. I'm so sorry. Everyone's just gonna have to deal with it. Uh, at first, cause I saw this, cause I, I follow a fair amount of like film critics on Twitter so she she posted this a screenshot from the TikTok onto Twitter. And at first, oh, and she says, would someone say this to, and then she listed a few, like Justin Chang from the LA Times, Allison Wilmore, a few other movie critics. Would someone say this to them? And her implication was because she was a lesbian um, that Amandla, who was also queer, I'm not sure if she identifies as lesbian or bi or whatever, but she, she is basically singling Lena Wilson out for ogling her tits because she is gay. That was the implication. Would she have sent this to these other film critics? And immediately the critics that, sh- that follow her were like, oh my God, I'm so sorry that you went through that. How horrible for you. Stay strong. It's okay. Like, it'll be okay. And we're just coming to her defense reflexively, which I understand in theory, because like in theory, a critic should be like free to express their opinion Absolutely. and the artist shouldn't start to like send them angry messages, like criticism. Like I think criticism is like necessary for art. I think 100%. like they kind of go hand in hand and like an informed um, like 
connoisseur culture or whatever is good for art. So like, I think that critics, even though some people think that they're just a bunch of like hacks who just like, you know, can't really do anything, I think are like valuable to society. And like, I can understand the like immediate response that like, oh, an actor should never do something like that and should just like, let it go. Totally. Like, yeah, it's probably most of the time it's a losing battle if you're like an actor or working on a movie and you're like responding to criticism like that because yeah, critics have a job to do and they have an important job to do. And yeah, I totally agree with you that like the people that are like, you know, critics are just critics because they can't do art or like they have no skill. Like that's that's bullshit. Like criticism is a completely valuable and important skill to have as part of the discourse. But this conversation was completely private until Lena made it public. Right. And so immediately the first, cause I saw it immediately and I was like, Oh, this is the, the thing that struck me immediately was like, it's weird that she would have accused her of being homophobic because like, she's also gay. Like that just seems like a weird stretch. Yeah. And then the sort of like social power thing was like, okay, like she is an up and coming actress and she does have like some social power for sure. But like, you're also like a critic for the New York times. So I don't know that it's like a, a real like disparity there. I guess, I guess, I don't know. Who knows? Who's to say? Yeah, anyway, I kind of feel like the movie star has more in general, but perhaps. she should have just blocked it. She should have yeah. just like blocked her and moved on. Yeah. Or just like, yeah. Or just like, didn't sh- like, cause I'm sure that, I mean, it probably shouldn't happen and it's probably like annoying for critics, but I'm sure it happens all the time. The actors respond to you and like, like forever, like whether it's like, especially you know, online like on social or- yeah, like on social media, like you just get mad and like send something yeah. crazy. Like maybe she was drunk or like maybe, I mean, not saying like that in a bad way. I'm just saying like, who the hell knows? She was like with yeah. her friends and she was like, fuck this. She like got mad. Like, who knows? Like, who cares? Like, I agree that like, that's like an unprofessional thing to do, but like posting on social media is like more unprofessional. Like you need to just like, you need to just move, like get, be able to get through your life without like trying to get like vengeance on everybody for everybody yeah because like she said she claims in her tiktok that like oh i just want to move on i don't want to give this a second thought but by making it public she like that's obviously not true she she wanted people to come for amanda stenberg and to shit on her because of what she did like that was very clear yeah like what's the point of doing something like that and then like yeah like what's the why we yeah. get public. I don't understand. Uh, yeah, she wanted to paint herself as the victim, and like it's such a small, minor thing. Like who, like who the fuck cares? Like, you know, actors are fucking touchy, sensitive people, and they're going to be pissed off. And it might not have been the smartest thing to respond to this piece of criticism, but like, yeah. Anyway, so then I'm trying to remember how this sort of started to blow up. Like, I think the f- the first thing that people glommed onto was. Yeah, just the hypocrisy that like she made it public when she claimed to like want to move on. And then um and then a lot of like sort of racial dynamics came into play because Amanda Stenberg is black and Lena Wilson is white. And um and again, like I don't know that Lena Wilson is like explicitly racist, but like it she is someone who has been very vocal about her love for certain quote unquote exploitative horror movies with white women's cleavage being very prominent specifically she in this very same tiktok post she 
talks about how much she loves the movie Jennifer Jennifer's Body, which which is I'm sorry, like the most overrated Jennifer's Body overrated fucking Renaissance is such a it, it is everybody's missing a huge chunk of their brain. Jennifer's Body isn't good. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It's okay. I hadn't watched it until I'd never. I didn't watch it when it first came out. I watched it in the last couple years, and it's like a it's an okay movie. But and I get that it was like a huge flop when it came out, and now it's you know gotten this reappraisal. But like, it's not that good. Sorry, Megan Fox is just not good in it. Like, sorry, it's she's not. Um, and maybe it's a generational thing. Like, I think like something like Showgirls. The critical appraisal was like so negative from like adults who were critics when it came out but like me as a teenager I like loved it loved it loved it and now that's a movie that has gotten like a total reappraisal so maybe it's like if you see it when you're a kid it does something to you that's different but I don't know it's a trashy if you want to see that kind of body horror and you want to have an actual laugh and you want to be charmed and delighted I recommend death becomes her but like Jennifer's body I love it, but like I think Jennifer's body is like the same kind of like it's like it's the exact same kind of like over the top like body horror with like women. Like that's basically what it is. But it's not I mean it's just like it's it's boring. Like it's not like it like the third it like meanders a lot at the end. It's not funny. Yeah. But I do love Death Becomes Her. I Death Becomes there's another one who which I, I did see it when I was a kid and I remember really liking it and then I saw it again oh John did an episode for his podcast about it so we rewatched it and I don't know it didn't do it for me the second time oh I love it but, um so uh so yeah she loves Jennifer's body but apparently bodies 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 has too much cleavage and then and then and then it sort of started to spiral out so they had sort of the implications of racism then it was the um the i thought very funny hypocrisy or at least uh unself-aware aspect that she's she claims that this movie is a really poor ineffective satire of her generation when she literally is acting exactly like the characters from the movie like she's completely narcissistic she's like terminally online she's like making big deals out of nothing she's trying to get people canceled like this is this is and whether you think i i I liked bodies 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 i didn't think it was like the most incisive satire ever but like it was just funny that in blasting this movie she is coming across as literally acting like one of the characters from the movie that is funny i haven't seen bodies 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 i I don't know like to me it feels like some movies have just like gotten away from me and I'm just like too old for them Um, I know I think you I think you would enjoy it if you watch this I'm sure I would I'm sure I would like it I like horror movies and I think I would like it but like some it's just everything is so like clever now and I just uh, you know, and like we were talking before this about like the Olivia Wilde movie that's coming out, which is one like I know for a fucking fact that I'm going to see that like the weekend it comes out. And like it's another one like these movies just feel so um, like they're made for people who are online all the time. They're not made for they're not made to be movies. They're made to be 
talked about on the internet or like and or like turned into memes and stuff and like I just I I just don't I don't know it's not like it, it doesn't make me sad it doesn't make me mad I just like I don't I don't love it <laughs> I'm just like yeah. okay like I mean I guess it's not my thing it's I I do think like the way that people communicate is now so much online that like if you're making a movie well there's one aspect that's just like to to market a movie and to advertise you probably have to like think about how sort of sticky it is online but then also just like if you're writing young especially young characters young contemporary characters like that has to well not has to but like it probably will be a part of it talking about sort of online discourse I don't know that's not a judgment call like I'm not saying that that's good or bad I just think that's like the reality of of writing a contemporary story yeah and like everybody now is just um I don't know I just I feel like I feel like everyone now is sort of like a dilettante and um, we're like, that's kind of like the level of like intellectual rigor that everybody brings to like <laughs> some of these things. And eh. yeah, no, I got it. Uh, so this, yeah, over the weekend, last weekend, this like whole thing blew up. People were violently moving to the other side of the argument um you know now amanda is in the right and lena is in the wrong and then and then sort of the the classic sort of cancellation process happened where everyone dug into this woman's old tiktoks um there was one that was going around where she's talking about like it was like some people asked me like how did i become a, a film critic and the first thing she makes this video and she's like well number one you know, I'm just talented, I guess. And yeah, that was the one that like, um, blew my mind. It was funny. And it's more funny when you realize her father is a long term, long time journalist who also worked at the New York Times. I know. And so who, who knows the exact machinations of how she got this job. But I do think like, obviously there's privilege and nepotism is somewhere in that. Like, it's not just any even, and she also like has no, she, you know, she didn't get a degree in cinema studies. She didn't get a degree in film theory. Like she has no quote unquote, like academic qualifications for this What's job. What's her which degree in? Probably, who knows? She went to Smith, probably just like fucking eating pussy. I don't know. <laughs> um, But like, there obviously is some, some sort of personal connections got her this very coveted job. Like there's probably a handful of, of jobs in the whole country where you can make a living writing film criticism and she right. got one. So it's like, okay. Mm -hmm. um, and then, then people went even further. She had written a couple articles for Slate several years ago um, being, and I read them and I didn't think, I mean, I'm not, you know, a trans person, so I don't want to say, but people were accusing her of being a turf which i i don't know that i would go that far she was talking about i feel about, like these things get like so out of control where it goes from like you did something stupid to like you're a turf you know yeah. what i mean like they I mean, go so wild but who knows she she was writing about she so she identifies as a lesbian and she was writing how she felt uncomfortable celebrating lesbian history and second wave feminist history because in her generation most like queer identifying people or non-binary or trans people reject that second wave lesbian feminism because they find it in and of itself trans exclusionary which 
I sort of see both sides that like, I mean, it's like any generational battle. Like people are, you're the values that feminists had in the sixties and seventies are clearly not going to be the same values that contemporary feminists have. And I understand her desire to want to celebrate like the lesbians from the 20th century who, who made an impact. But then also it's like, are you really going to write like a 2000 article, like whining about how you feel um, like persecuted for, you know, going to the Judy Chicago show or whatever. Yeah. Like, I can't imagine that it's that much of an issue for you if you want to like, you know, celebrate lesbian history. So it just seemed like, and then I guess she wrote another article talking about how you shouldn't, um, default to using they them pronouns if you don't know how people identify because that erases like women and people that identify as she her which also seems like a complete straw man argument that doesn't that shouldn't like exist i mean who's just defaulting to they them pronouns smith students probably um i guess i mean i don't know i just Uh, i've never whatever yeah i mean i assume maybe if you if you present as like relatively androgynous like if, if I met someone and they seemed like on the sort of androgynous scale, I might default to they, them if I didn't know. I definitely have had that experience where you're like waiting to see yeah. and you're like, I don't know, but it doesn't really come up when you're talking to someone like to their face. Yeah. Cause like you're saying you yeah is the pronoun you're using you yeah you never say like he or she or whatever to someone's face yeah so those articles were circulating so it's like turf racism nepotism narcissism it's like this whole sort of cauldron of cancellation buzzwords i know but she really did bring it on herself with like her stupid shit she did so i like i I don't know i I was like gleeful in a way that i was like okay i need to watch like it was so funny to me, but I'm like, why am I taking pleasure? This person is going like, it's like, no matter who you are, it would really suck to be so publicly um, made fun of by like millions of people. It would, I guess. I mean, to me, it seems like this is a person who, and I don't know, but because of the TikTok and because of like these kind of like stretches that she's making with these like slate articles or whatever, she seems like just someone who feels compelled to churn out content and just say shit on the yeah. internet, even if it doesn't need to be said, because that's how she makes her living. That's the problem. There is like, are... If you are a, like a cultural critic or a writer and you need to make a living because like freelance, it's so, it's such a hard thing to like make a living doing that. You do have to just sort of fucking. I mean, yeah, ultimately it's the New York times fault because or I guess it's like the world's fault. The world, I, the internet and Twitter, I think were like bad, like a net negative for like the world. Um, like what I said about like, what's like how I think movies seem now, like how they're made for the sort of like, sorry, like unsophisticated and like uncaring audience that thinks it's too smart. Um, or like how you can't just be a cultural or like whatever. She is a film critic and have your little fucking articles come out twice a month and we don't know too much about you other than that but like if you want to be a film critic at the new york times or if you want to do anything at the new york times of course you need to have like a huge online presence 
because they have to be running ads for the New York times with their, by screaming stupid bullshit on the internet all the time. So people pay attention to them. So people know where they work yeah. and like that to keep the New York times relevant. So that's just what culture is. I mean, like there's, I, I mean, who, we're all losers in this story, unfortunately. No, that's, uh, that's totally true. So, um, I guess the last step in this saga was on Reddit, her former classmates at Smith started chiming in and say how sort of uh, unlike she was at college, every uh, accusations, everything from, you know, she would take her dog to classes because she was claiming that the dog had anxiety and couldn't be uh, left alone to she falsely accused like an ex-girlfriend of abuse um and tried to get her quote-unquote canceled from smith um after it would just seemed like a normal sort of relationship that ended and like people that had arguments and um and then like a lot of uh black women who went to school with her were saying she has a history of like you know policing black women's bodies and like having a different standard for um discourse with uh non-white people so i don't know if you know this this is obviously just anonymous uh posts on reddit which take that as you will like they could be not even people who even ever met her exactly so who knows but um so she's um you know disconnected from twitter disconnected from instagram disconnected from tiktok and probably for the best probably for the best for her and for the rest of the world uh, I'll be curious to see if the New York Times still publishes her criticism. Um, it seems like something they wouldn't care about. And yet I never know. I mean, I don't know. They fired Allison Roman, but oh, that's true. And Allison but... Roman did like so much less than this. Um, yeah, I got, I don't know. Yeah. And this feels kind of like a more like professional violation, like by tweeting that out or whatever she did posting it. Yeah. I don't know. And I don't care. Um, I sometimes I feel sad when I think about like what kind of brilliant minds could like are out there in our generation that just like never really got a chance because they're not good at social media yeah Yeah, I mean it's kind of yeah like I think that there is value in people who like think about something before they write it down and like I mean obviously this podcast we kind of do maybe by the seat of our pants a little bit but like I think in terms of like writing and like making other stuff like we're more thoughtful and like I could never really do Twitter because like I will always get something wrong. I'll always have like a typo or whatever. Like it just, it doesn't make, it doesn't work for me. Like yeah. it's just, I, my brain doesn't work that fast, yeah. but like. And like tweet, tweeting well and like being able to like think critically about things are two absolutely different skill sets. They're not the same thing. And I feel like it's crazy how like, if no matter what it is, you need to have like an opinion about it five minutes after it happens. You, It's just, um, and that's why like everything is so half-baked and everything is kind of just a joke now yeah it's and i'm i'm like always sad that people aren't earnest anymore even though i don't consider myself like a super earnest person but i just wish that there was like i don't know 
maybe when we're old, we'll like have like, there'll be like a new, like the new millennial, like whatever, where like the people who didn't get a chance to like be on Twitter or like whatever, when like all of this stuff was starting, we'll just like make, you know, shit for each other. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I'm trying to think, cause I, I love, I love reading uh movie criticism. Like that's sort of part of the reason I got really into movies as a teenager was I started reading like the local, you know, San Francisco Chronicle reviews and watching Siskel and Ebert and stuff. Um, but like, are there any good, I mean, there, I'm sure there are good critics under 40, but like, are there any famous good critics under 40? Don't know. I don't know. I mean, Nick Pinkerton is one who I is like, I think he might be actually a little bit older, but like, he seems like someone who has a really unique voice uh, and doesn't, sort of like go along with he just he also like is a misanthrope and like hates everything which I sort of enjoy reading his uh movie criticism because he just doesn't he doesn't doesn't fall for like the you know let's grade Marvel on a curve and like give it a you know B plus yeah um which I feel like is impossible to do if you write for like a for-profit publication mm-hmm. but yeah I don't know I don't know anyone anyone who's a, a young critic or reads young critics let us know who to read yeah, tell us who to read. Um, not Lena Wilson. Oof. Well, we may not even have the opportunity. Soon. I know. Sad times. Sad. What else is going on? Oh, Brittany and Elton came out with a new song. This is the the depths of the discourse I'm going to this week with nothing to talk about. Did you listen to it, Aggie? No, I was not aware until you just told me. It's called "Hold Me Closer," and it's a interpolation of "Tiny Dancer." Where they just coo, hold me closer, tiny dancer, um, for like three minutes. It's fine. I'm happy for Brittany. Yeah, I'm happy for her too. Uh, what else? Olivia Wilde. Why do people hate her? We sort of talked about her. Oh yeah. It's not only the Harry Styles thing, but she's annoying. I have no idea. I don't know. I don't care. Um. Oh, I bought a sample of on ebay of chanel 22 perfume why (laughs) because okay this is so crazy maybe this is actually charming i don't know if it's it's either insane or lovely so this was my grandma's scent Mm -hmm. whenever i went to her house her whole house just smelled like it okay and it was one you know like i mean it's obviously cliche but like scent is such a a a easy way to like remember things or like scent and memory yeah. so so I was just like oh I I remember her spraying Chanel 22 I remember that scent being so specific and evocative when I would go over to her house as a kid but I have no memory of what that what it actually smelled like so I was like I'm curious mm-hmm. if I smelled it will will those memories come back to me so on eBay they have like little samples where you can buy for like 10 bucks and I mm-hmm. bought it and it did it was like it's really weird how you're like oh yeah this oh, is yeah. this is that scent um mm-hmm. and i i mean i don't think any women wear it anymore like it's so like i feel like chanel number no. 5 is still pretty yeah. popular and like i certain, don't know like, even that maybe it's not like maybe kind not of even an older that. older yeah it's all i mean it was old back in the 80s <laughs> so yeah uh but like i don't know ladies if anyone wants a new I scent used to wear mademoiselle or whatever um oh that was but that like, like in high young, school like in young, high school college yeah. i wore that well chanel 22 is very sophisticated it's floral but there's um 
there's some depth to it. I'm, I don't know how to speak about scent. So it's, uh, it's, I think a little lighter than Chanel number five. Um, Chanel number five is kind of intense. It's yeah. It's this one is, I think more, a little bit more of like a daytime scent. It's not like, I would never put it on myself. It's like really far from being unisex. It's extremely feminine, but it was nice. I was like, Oh, I should like try to make like a a room spray like put a few drops of this in some water because it's a really I felt like it's a nice subtle scent for for the house but maybe it's just my own my own personal memories that's sweet thank you I like it was sweet too my grandchildren will be spraying like eccentric molecules (laughs) number five like 2.5 or whatever yeah um uh because yeah it's like I feel like, I mean, some women and some men still have like signature scents that they wear every day, but I feel like back in that generation, everyone had like one it's perfume like, that they wore. Yeah. Like I have, like, I try to make this signature scent, but it's like, I always want to change it up a little bit in the seasons. Yeah. Um, so I kind of go back and forth between like two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was wearing um, um, Tom Ford oud fleur for a while oh I yeah said, i remember you got that i like it but i sort of got bored with it and then i was really into i got a sample of diptyque orila oh yeah which is really like smoky but i want to get that but it's like um it's like 250 they're so fucking expensive they're so expensive i either wear eccentric molecules but i don't remember which one it is because they're like number i can never it's like 2.5 it's either two 2.5 i don't know i think it's 2.5 two I don't know. I either wear that or I wear that like DS and Durga uh, Yucatan Jasmine, which smells amazing. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That is a good one. Uh, how is, so um, Whole30 is over. Today I had oatmeal. Ooh, ooh, ooh. What did it do? Anything exciting? It was Here. really good. Yeah. Um, good. It like felt good to have it. Um. I had been waiting for this day to come for yeah. a while to like reintroduce um, non-gluten grains, which is the second on your list. You have to right. do a very like long, slow reintroduction process. And you still haven't done dairy, yeah? No, you do dairy. Well, dairy's next. Dairy's next. So um, then we can do Goop Superfina when you do dairy? Yeah, we could do it on like... um. I don't know. Um, but you want to do it on Monday? Monday, I can't. Wednesday is the day that I could do it. If you Wednesday, Wednesday. okay, yeah. I can wait till All Wednesday. Right. Um. So, yeah. So, um, we do. Yeah. So we're doing. I'm doing dairy. I'm supposed to do dairy Monday, but I'll do it on Wednesday. But like, other than that you do like legumes first, which legumes was bad for me. Mm. And that, because it just like, I think I just OD'd on peanut butter. I don't think I have like an an allergy or whatever, but I was just like, I had peanut butter twice in one day. And then I also had hummus at lunch and I was just like, I'm not, it just was like too much like fat and carbs and stuff. Yeah. And then I just had oatmeal. I made like a little oatmeal with, like protein powder and bananas yeah 
So is that going to be your normal breakfast going forward is oatmeal? Um, I don't breakfast. I, I have been since I started the whole 30. So like they really encourage you to, but I don't think I'm going to have like, um, I mean, before whole 30, I always had oatmeal or like I often had it. Um, but then like on whole 30, I started having a lot of eggs. I'll probably kind of go back and forth between eggs and oatmeal. Yeah. Uh, um, I, well, if you follow us on Instagram, you know that I made a second batch of my proprietary goop influence cereal, um, which I love. And if anyone's interested, I, I posted that on the Patreon for free. So anyone can, well, all you guys that are listening are members of the Patreon, but anyone can read the recipe if they want. Yeah. Um, yeah, you, really did something with that cereal (laughs) (laughs) I really did I kept it became more and more elaborate I kept adding more and more ingredients uh next month maybe I'll even add more who knows I still don't understand I mean I'm happy for you that you like it so much what don't you understand I don't really understand the point of it (laughs) uh the point of it to begin with, the point of it was to not spend money on buying a big bag of grain-free granola every week. Okay, let me just cut in there. Why are you using grain-free granola when you also, and also having grains? Because regular granola that you buy at the store has too many grains. It's well, all, that's it's what all oats. Okay. And grain-free granola is all nuts. And so, and I realize regular granola has some nuts, but the proportion of nuts to oats is too high on the oat side. And it's too, and also most granola that you buy in the store has like a lot of added sugar to it. And I just, I, I like cereal. I like granola. I like muesli. I like all of these things. And there was not, there was no product on the market that like had a little bit of everything. But what if you like put just like a, like a tablespoon of granola and then like a couple of handfuls of nuts in it? Um, Yeah. I mean, that's basically what I'm doing, but just making (laughs) giant batches of it. Uh, I, I guess I just like something to call my own that I invented that no one else has and it has everything that I like in it um because I I, I'm just the type of person that I like to have like you know six different cereals and like combine them all and this is just like takes the guesswork out of it I just do it yeah and it is like a lot of stuff it is a lot of also so granola if you make like regular granola you're you're toasting the oats and you're cooking everything I like muesli which has raw oats to it so this cereal combines cooked toasted nuts the grain-free granola with the raw oats and i feel like this is something that sets my cereal apart yeah because muesli has like the i don't like muesli because i don't like that dried fruit oh yeah this one just has raisins and goji berries but i could do like I feel like a lot of muesli has like dates or I think the traditional Swiss muesli has um, apples in it too. Yeah. I feel like there's like apricots or something. Yeah. I mean, I think, yeah, any of those dried fruits, which I, I, I like that. Uh, but yeah, I like, so I like muesli. I like cereal. I like granola. I like all of it. So, 
but I'm a, I'm a maximalist. I remember when I was in middle school, we all had to bake cookies, invent a cookie recipe for some reason. I don't know Mm -hmm. why, but, um, mine had like, it was like peanut butter cups, nuts. Um, I put those Andes chocolate mints in. Oh, wow. And white chocolate chips and peanut butter. And they, they had, there was so much stuff in them that they would like fall apart. And most people thought it it was gross, but I, I liked them because I, I just like everything. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't win the, the cookie making contest. I don't believe. But you want it to yourself. I, yeah. I, I trust my palate. I've trusted my palate since I was a child. So, uh, I'm just talented, I guess. I guess. Yeah. Um, well, I have been, you know, my thing is like keeping it simple. I think I'm like the 180 opposite of you with food, especially lately. So like, I think I'm incorporating a few like more deranged ingredients. Like instead of cooking my eggs in butter, I cook them in Miyoko's vegan butter. um, And I top them with that yellow bird sriracha. Mm -mm -mm. But it's just like scrambled eggs with sriracha. And then the oats, I just used what I had, which is like that. It's like the like organic Trader Joe's like oatmeal packet that has like chia seeds and Mm -hmm. it has like a bunch of flax and a bunch of other stuff. And I put in a little bit of the um, chocho, whatever, uh, from Erewhon protein powder that's sweetened with monk fruit and it's like not too sweet and I just like topped it with a banana and like a little splash of nut pods it was good that sounds really good yeah oh and some walnuts yeah yeah. yeah. so like you know keeping it like I guess there are some more goopy like there's there's like I guess it's not just like full-blown Walmart, like buy a dozen eggs and some like, you know, murderous, you know, GMO butter and like assemble it. But I'm, I think I've been using like high quality ingredients, but like making very simple things. Yeah. 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 No, that sounds, that sounds like a plan. Yeah. Uh, what? else oh we need to talk about well you i guess you introduced me to my new favorite wellness influencer because you started following her on the goop yourself instagram and i just stumbled across it and now i'm like completely obsessed um white sugar rebel white sugar rebel yeah so there's this woman well we've both become just like obsessed with wellness influencers in general. Last week we talked about Bobby from Flave City, who also now I'm sexually attracted to. He is sort of cute. I had like a sex dream about him. And then now, <laughs> you know, when you have like a dream about someone and then you like see them a little different. For yeah. Days, like you, cause you can have like a sex dream about someone who in your waking life before that period, you never really thought twice about. Yeah. And then uh-huh. after you have that dream, you wake up and you're like still sexually attracted to them. It's very, yeah. That's like me and Bobby right now. And then also, um, I'm obsessed with, I, I think that he, and I keep trying to get Brian on my like drama with me, but he does not care at all. But I think that he is cheating on his wife with, um, Lelaney or whatever that girl's name is. Wait, who's Lelaney? 
or it's like his assistant. Oh, really? Who knows? Could be. Oh my god, her name is. Um, oh my god, what the fuck is her name? It's like I have to find it because it's like, um. Oh, what is her name? Whatever, it doesn't matter. She's always um like giggling and smiling so big and he's like they're like filming each other they spend all day together creating content for his channel and um they just obviously have a connection um and she's like and he used to work with this other guy in Chicago because I've like gotten really into his life and like mapped it out. So he used to live in Chicago and he had this weird assistant who Brian and I like always make fun of. And this poor bastard was like his cameraman who would like film him with his you know phone and they would like go into Trader Joe's and get kicked out together all the time. And Bobby was always a little bit mean to him, like kind of acted like he was stupid or not not like overtly bullying, but kind of was like, this is my underling, like very, like not very, a little disrespectful, I guess. And then now he has Lilani. He moved to Boca Raton where he lives now with his wife and daughter. And they have a gorgeous house with like a huge pool. I mean, this Flav City- Does he make money just from YouTube, from Flav City? He also has a line of food. Like he has protein powder and some other stuff. And I know he's got a cookbook. So Mm. who knows what's going on over there. But it seems like they've always had some money. And I don't really know where it came from. I guess YouTube. Um, Brian said that the YouTube thing is like- it's not as much about getting like a bit like a lot of views for one particular video it's just about like kind of having a ton of views distributed amongst a bunch of videos so Mm. like people so like he uploads like almost every day or like several times a week so like that's how you make a lot of money doing it and like people i mean we know who he is (laughs) um but anyway now he's with this girl leilani and they're like it's just a different vibe with Leilani. He's like, what do you want to cook? And she's like, I had an idea for like these um, blueberry yogurt covered blueberries with like your amazing pink lemonade flavor, like hydration powder or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then um, they'll make it and he'll be like, oh girl, like he always calls her girl. He'll be like, all right, girl, like let's make it. And I'm just, I can feel, you can just cut the sexual tension with a knife. She's very different. I think physically, I think her body is different than what Bobby is used to, Sure, you know, um, very different from his wife. And I think he's intrigued. I'm just saying like, there's something going on. Well, I mean, you work with people for long enough and you're going to form some sort of connection with them. Yeah. Like Bobby and I have been working together for, you know, a while and now I'm psychosexually attracted to him. So there we go. Uh, Anyway, but that was back to White Sugar, White Sugar Rebel. Rebel, whose name is Glenda Saad. She and is I from... love the name Glenda. Glenda is a great name. It's like insane that that's her real name. Um, she's from Dearborn Heights, Michigan, and she has like a thick Michigan Midwestern accent, which I love. Um, she, I mean, similar to Bob, she does like she basically does the same thing as Bobby. Like she just goes around and like yells about what ingredients are going to kill you. Yeah, is she on YouTube? I haven't even looked. Oh, I I don't know. I mean, I think she's mostly just on Instagram. And then she has her own website where she sells like elderberry syrups. Mm. Uh, We should come up with a line of 
syrup or something. I know. Well, I should try to figure out how to sell my cereal. Yeah. I think I'd have to like not use the Ezekiel. You know what I mean? Like I'd have to like make everything from scratch. Well, is that Ezekiel lentil grape nuts? Is that proprietary? I mean, it's, it's like, I literally putting the Ezekiel in the cereal. So like, yeah, I know. I'm saying like, if you had to make your own version of it, like, is that allowed? I, oh, I, I'm sure I could. Cause I, there's definitely, um, there's definitely recipes online for like how to make your own grape nuts and how to make your own of that. And like, it's, it seems really complicated because you're using like weird, like lots of different flowers and like barley powder and all this shit. But I could, I could try to figure it out or I could just not put the Ezekiel in there. Yeah. Other than that, I think it's totally, totally fine. But, um, yeah. but yeah, white sugar rebel, she, I mean, she has like deals with different brands. Um, she, I do have to say like, she's pretty, I mean, she is a little crazy with certain things. Like she can't stand, um, anything that has like added vitamins in it. She doesn't like anything that has MSG in it. She doesn't basically any additives in general, she's wary of, but as far as like, yeah. As far as like oils and sugars and, you know, organic stuff, I'm, I mean, she's very psycho about GMOs too, which I'm a little on the fence. Now, last week I was like, oh, GMOs are completely fine. Now I'm, let's just say I'm on the fence. I'm pro GMO. I think GMOs are good, but I'm anti um, glyphosate. Oh yeah. So then I end up eating non-GMO because everything without glyphosate is non-GMO. Yeah. But it's like, like if if they made GMOs that had that didn't have it, I wouldn't be like afraid to eat them. No. Yeah, because like if you're certified organic, you obviously can't have the pesticides, but then you also cannot have GM like certified organic implies no GMOs, right? Yeah, like yeah, it's everything that's non-GMO isn't necessarily organic, but everything that's organic is non-GMO. Yeah. But I would, I also like occasionally, I can't be like you, like I can't be like a hundred percent no. Oh, I'm not a hundred percent. Like organic. I, when I go out to eat, I am not, I mean, I'm I mean, not. I don't even know. Like there's a ton of stuff that I must have that's like probably not organic. Mm. Um, I just usually for like meat and produce yeah. and like stuff like state like main things that i'll be like you know oats and stuff like that i try to get organic but then like and certain vegetables and fruit like avocados bananas mangoes like those type of things where you're just you're not eating the peels i don't really care about organic yeah it's like the dirty dozen or whatever um because it's expensive and it's just like a lot to keep track of for sure but yeah, and then like obviously when you go out, it's like anyone's guess what you're getting. Who knows? Um, but yeah, I just don't. Uh, I just don't trust that Roundup. <laughs> oh no, not at all. And yeah. so yeah, Glenda will go to she. Her Instagram is actually pretty. Well, it's not that helpful if you can like read the back of a ingredient list. Like it's all yeah. she does is like go to stores um you know picks up different things from the shelves and like screams about whatever ingredients she claims are going to poison you so if you are relatively you know educated on this food stuff you can sort of do the work yourself but she's um she's very intense 
she's very she really seems to believe like her put put her money where her mouth is like it doesn't seem like an act and i love her her michigan accent she says everything is uh an absolute disaster yeah <laughs> um yeah she um she gets really mad about a lot of things that I would not care about. Like, I truly don't understand why added vitamins to foods are bad. I think that, I think natural flavors are fine. Um, like I said, I think GMOs are actually good. And, um, I think what else, what else does she not like? Uh, well, you said she's, um, she's skeptical of all rice, even organic rice because it oh, might have arsenic she in has, it. No, she's not skeptical of organic rice. She's got like, I think there's certain rices that she's in favor of. Like, I'm sure Lundberg um, is fine, right? Yeah. I think that's the one that she likes. And she says that like sushi rice has tends to have less arsenic. Oh, interesting. Um, it's not arsenic and rice is not a major concern of mine, oh, but I also, thing... I don't really eat a lot of rice. So, Oh yeah. I eat a fair amount, but, um, she also, Oh, any like nut milk that has gums in it. Yeah. Gums and emulsifiers. I mean, I think that there's just like at a certain point, um, like things need to be added to food for them to be like available to a wide population. And, um, like affordable like that's just kind of like I was talking to Ryan last night just about like how crazy it is that we live in a country with like such an abundance of food and that like the food system a food system that needs to feed like over 300 million people will never be perfect but it's like very close to perfect and I think that's kind of incredible um so even though there are like additives and things that you might be like a little skeptical of, or like not sure because, and and if you have the money and the time you can like put in the effort not to purchase those things, which I do, like, I don't got, buy things that are made with Roundup, whatever. Um, I just, I don't know. I'm trying to have like a little perspective on it. Like yeah. the food system is actually really good in this country. And like, I'm grateful for it. No, I, I agree with you. I do think like it just sucks. I, even in in like Europe, especially with like meat and dairy, I feel like the 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 base quality of just like regular you know factory farmed and grocery store meat and dairy is is so bad in this country comparatively. It just it sucks that like you have to make extra effort and spend extra money. And like most most people who you know are raising kids and have to cook for lots of people and can't afford to buy uh, organic meat and, um, you know, organic dairy and stuff. I do think that that is like a, a big problem. Yeah. I also, I think we like idealize how they eat in Europe. I don't know. I think that the reason that we're fat and sick in America is just because we have like such an abundance of, I think it's because we have an abundance of foods and like most of the foods that our cheapest are the most unhealthy and like they're um and because like we're so like hyper we're such like hyper capitalists that like food isn't about like nutrition or like 
just taking care of yourself or like even enjoyment or pleasure. It's really about just like freaking out and having like a absolute fucking blast. Like it's supposed to be the most like entertaining, like party of your entire day is like eating something that makes your heart feel like it's going to burst out of your fucking chest, like being on cocaine. Like you can't just like eat a fucking apple. You even in America, we don't even eat apples without like almond butter on it. Like I don't even do that. Like that I think is the problem. Like, but I, I feel like, I feel like food is like relatively healthy, but I just think you have to like make healthy choices. Yeah. Not, not go crazy. I mean, the, yeah, the culture of, cause you know, obviously everyone knows like in Europe, you know, they're eating rich food. They're not worrying about, you know, low fat, low carb or whatever, but it's uh, yeah, it's that entertainment aspect. I think, and I eat alone all the time, but like eating alone, um, yeah, making every meal a celebration, uh, you know, dieting and then indulging and going on that yo-yo. It's just like a, yeah, it's, it's, there's so many aspects that make this an unhealthy food culture. Yeah. Like I think just like the portion sizes, like if you go out to eat in a restaurant in America, it doesn't matter where you go. Like you can't eat a healthy port. Like you can't eat a normal amount of food. It's great. I mean, and it's like, it's especially at like, uh, you know, like chain restaurants. I mean, if you're like a, a, you know, fancy restaurant, it's still going to be like pretty unhealthy and pretty big portions, but it's, it's the, yeah, it's the cheesecake factories, the Applebee's. And it's like, I get it. Like if you're, if you're like splurging and you're taking your family out to dinner, you want like a good value and you want to like celebrate, like it's human nature to want to be like that. And I'm, I don't know, but it's, yeah, just, just share an entree. We don't have like a normal, I think it's because we don't have like an understanding of what pleasure really is. It's like, all we have is fun. We have no pleasure. You know what I mean? Mm. Like people don't, people know the food they're eating tastes like shit. If it didn't taste like shit, it wouldn't need to be slathered and cheese and fucking fat if it was good. You know what I mean? Like there are ways, like these aren't ingredients that are like used with any thought. They're just kind of like dumped onto a plate. And um, when people go out to eat, like they're not looking for like, they don't even want to admit that they want like pleasure. They're like, yeah they want like value for their money or whatever and like that's just such a stupid hey dave yeah randy since we founded bombas we've always said our socks underwear and t-shirts are super soft any new ideas maybe sublimely soft or disgustingly cozy wait what i got it bombas absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness because one purchased equals one donated wow did we just write an ad Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. 
Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Good way to look at it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, uh, how are you going to, I don't know. And yeah, I, I, I get it. I have that impulse too. Like, I still fantasize, I, mean, I don't ever go but i fantasize about going to like a buffet <laughs> like a, a shaky's what pizza buffet? i don't know there's none really anymore i guess shaky's pizza still has one i've never been to a shaky's pizza buffet but i always think about it i don't think they have a buffet brian and i went to one one time oh, and they didn't it was like buffet. in our neighborhood i don't remember it was really bad though yeah it's pretty bad i mean all the like i used to live literally around the corner from a fucking soup plantation and i went a couple of times and it's truly disgusting i used to love it when i was a kid but the yeah. only thing i ever got was cucumbers with ranch dressing when i was like six and five um the yeah the place when i was a kid i don't think it exists anymore in northern california it was a change it's called fresh choice and it was like any of those other but they sort of marketed themselves as healthier but it wasn't mm -hmm. um that was my favorite they just had muffins the size of your head and big salads with tons of ranch dressing yeah i still yeah. would go to a vegas buffet yeah i know brian and i were gonna go to caesar's and go to um bacchanal i've heard that that's but then um we ended up going to Los Olivos instead and having like a 180 opposite vacation oh. than that. And it was so much nicer. And then we've just like, I don't know. It was like, uh, I don't really want to go. Vegas just sounds like such a night ordeal, yeah. but I'll uh, be back one day. Oh, sure. All right. Shall we um, move on to the newsletters? Yeah. Okay. Let's do it. Uh, all right. So yeah, you know, Poultry selection this week. Gwyneth is still in the Hamptons. Apparently, she let Moses drive home from shopping the other day, which was posted on the Daily Mail. And she looked nervous as she handed him the car keys. Oh, God. But, you know, everyone's grown up. Yeah. But all hopefully, right. well, after Labor Day, they'll all be back in the office. I mean, there was one thing that came out this week that I thought was pretty exciting. It was actually two things, which is like two new products. 
Okay. One thing I'll say is that Goop is coming out with too many products. I feel like I'm getting overwhelmed. Like they need to start like, it's getting messy. Like I like the idea of Goop having like one thing that they sell. Mm-hmm. Obviously we're far beyond that, but yeah. what is, so like- this is post cause the sleep milk was the last big thing that I remember. This is something new. Yes. So they have released the, I guess just this morning, there's the Goop Glow Microderm Instant Glow Body Polish mm. and the Goop Glow After Glow Body Oil. I think I'm pretty excited about both of these, to be honest. Um, obviously these are meant, I think to be used together. Like you use the body scrub and then you like do the oil on top. I'm guessing I haven't really read it. Um, Gwyneth says the oil smells like a summer forest. And I don't know what that means, but I, I'm intrigued. Um, and goop glow is the best goop line, um, for their beauty products. I love the goop glow. Like there was like the body illuminizer that I think I used to have. I, I mean, I can't keep it straight anymore, but like their lotions and moisturizers in the Google line are like definitely the best ones. So, um, oh, and I was just like gifted by a listener who thank you if you're out there, the Google hair serum that I'm very excited to use. And I think I'm going to use it later today. Oh, nice. Um, so that's an exciting new thing. So yeah, Google in general is just good. And the microderm, um, oh, and obviously the Google is like the face like polish, which is like their number one and the pads, which are like, those are their two best products for your face. Um, the, so I guess this is just like the same thing, but for your body. Yeah. Yeah. Cause the they have the Google face lotion and then they have the Goop jeans face cream. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm talking about the Goop Glow. Um, there's a, uh, face, like it's like an exfoliating, like face polish. That's the Goop Glow. And then there's also, um, and so this is like the body version of that. And then I think that there might be a face oil too. I'm not totally sure. So now they have a body oil too. I think I would definitely get this body oil. Um, a body oil is nice. I have my everyday oil body oil that I put on every night. And it's, um, it might smell like a summer forest too. Now that I think about it. What does that mean to you? It, it is um, a little woodsy. I mean, in this one, there's definitely like a little patchouli, but it's pretty mild. Um, and then... I would say a summer forest makes me think a woodsy scent and then also like a little bit of rain somehow, mm-hmm. like a little ozone, and then maybe some floral too. That's what mm. I would guess a summer forest. A va- base, like a winter forest would be, you know, piney and snowy um, and maybe more intense. And a summer forest mixes those vegetal woodsy scents with a little floral that that's just you know i guess Mm, okay so whatever it smells like it's exciting but if it's anywhere near as good as the face if the body scrub is anywhere as good as the face scrub then i think it's very exciting um yeah yeah exciting stuff uh my best 
was oh very actually very related it's that article that just says you need a real grown-up face wash huh see this was almost going to be my worst because i actually disagree with this well they they specifically talk about which i've been trying to do because they goop is all about not washing your face in the morning and they say like at night wash your face get off all the you know definitely the muck from the day the makeup blah 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 and i totally agree with that i always wash my face at night and i've been trying to not just to just put like some water on my face in the morning and then do my, you know, do my serum and do my lotion and do my sunscreen. But I always feel like then my face isn't clean. So I don't know if it's just I mental. Don't, I think that like you make too big a deal of this, like not washing your face in the morning thing. I don't feel like it's a recommendation necessarily. I just think a lot of people don't do it. Okay. Like a lot of people just like use water and then do their like face, um, like their whatever what's it called? Skincare routine. But I think it's really important to wash your face at night. Like you can't skip that because you have like all of the gunk of the day stuck to your face. Um, and in the morning, you know, obviously you want to like freshen up a little bit, but I think a lot of people with like dry skin or like, don't want to like use soap or like cleansers that much or whatever, just Mm. like skip it. But I don't think it's like, I don't think I've ever read anywhere someone say like, don't do it. I've just read people say like, I don't do that, but I've never read anyone like say that there's anything wrong with doing it. Okay. And maybe cause I don't have dry, like I have pretty oily skin. So maybe it's better for me and I do feel better. I, I, you know what? I'm just going to wash my face twice a day and not apologize for it. I don't think it's, I really think it's just like you read some people don't do it and you like, it's, I don't think it's like prescriptive. Probably. Um, uh, I usually wash my face at night with like, a an oil cleanser. And then in the morning, I occasionally will use like a CeraVe, but I'm kind of trying to phase that out because it has parabens in it. Yeah. I'm trying to phase out my, um, Cetaphil for the or same not, reason. it's yeah, it's not CeraVe. It's no, it is CeraVe. It is CeraVe. CeraVe, Cetaphil. They're pretty similar. Yeah. They're both toxic. I know. Uh, so- it's so disappointing. This this article, it really, I mean, it's it's here to to advertise the Goop Beauty Goop Glow Cloudberry Exfoliating Jelly Cleanser, which I think I'm on the verge of purchasing. Honestly, it's it's in the basket. It's ready to go. I might do it because it's only thirty five dollars to twenty five dollars with subscription. So you could I could uh, get the subscription and then cancel it and spend twenty five dollars, which I might do. Yeah. Uh, but then this article also just like I do like the fact that Goop will, you know make their own proprietary products, but then they'll also sell a bunch of other things on the website. So you like, it's really big of them. Uh, so this one has a whole, like it has a whole list of, um, you know, oil-based cleansers, foaming cleansers, exfoliating cleansers, every category of face cleansers you could possibly get. And I, I'm almost, I do like the, um, the malachite one that I've had for a while. It's very close to being done uh and then my husband really likes keels products so i bought him a keels one for his birthday which i i don't really like keels that much but he does uh so i think i think i'm and i can't go back to the set of filler the cerave so i think i might just um try the the jelly the jelly cleanser from goop yeah i mean i do use this like oil based cleanser that i got from blue mercury and i can't remember what it's called right now um but I also am of the opinion that like, I need a good water-based cleanser. Mm-hmm. Um, 
because I do kind of like to use like the oil at night and the water in the morning. But um, I sort of think that cleansers are the one thing that you can like kind of cut a corner on. It's like, it's the first thing that goes on. It really has one job. Like it doesn't need to have all of those like fancy added fucking whatever ingredients to it. Um, it's why I was using Cetaphil for so long. I, the only thing is that like, you want one that doesn't have the whatever parabens in it, but like, I don't know to me, like a face cleanser is like, I just, it's not worth it to like spend a bunch of money on that to me. Like I would rather spend money on like basically any other element of my like skincare. Yeah. Cause some of these that they advertise go up to like a hundred dollars for like the Tata Harper one. Yeah. Is $86. That's an oil cleanser. Yeah. That just seems crazy. Yeah. And if you know, if Goop is selling one for $25, like you really don't have to spend more than that. No, no, no. I mean, I think, yeah, wait, what's the one? I mean, although like I do, of course, love all Tata Harbor products, but sure, it's, a, I think just like get a, use it for something else, like get a lotion or something. Yeah. Uh, T. what was your worst? Okay, let's see. My worst? Is Goop's Twitter. Have you looked at Goop's Twitter? Oh, no, wait, are they? Because last time I looked at Goop's Twitter, it was there were it was just all like NFTs. What are they doing now? Something is going on with Goop's Twitter. It's all maybe that's why. The last post is they're responding to someone complaining about a packet of um goop glow from December 7th, 2020. And then before that, everything is from 2019. And like, there's nothing on here. Oh, because I they had pivoted to the NFTs and to Gwyneth's stupid ape thing. And they were using their Twitter only to do that. And I think they must have, they just must have deleted all of them because it was so embarrassing. And I they, guess that must so be, they, just, they went back really far. They went yeah. back two years and then actually three because they, then they took off, um, there's one from 2020. The rest are from 2019. It is crazy that they're not just at least retweeting their articles, their new articles on Twitter. Like that seems like the, I mean, how many social media people do they have working for them? I don't know. It seems like the easiest thing in the world. I mean, they're generating stuff every day. Like they should just tweet it. And then like, they'll, they wouldn't even have to undo all the nfts or whatever or like bury the yeah they would just i think they wanted to just completely get rid of the nft stuff because it was so embarrassing well it's because you know it's because gwyneth's ties to caa that's that was the thing that came out was like all of those celebrity nft well we talked about it yeah uh that is interesting that they're just not using the twitter at all it's really weird. It's like a very creepy Twitter. There's nothing on it. It's like a graveyard. Yeah. Because all you have to do when you write something is say, share to Twitter. Like it takes literally zero seconds. Yeah. They don't have to even write anything. No. Interesting. Well, isn't it interesting? Anyway, that's my worst because they need to fi- figure it out. 
Yeah, and like, this goop glow, this doesn't even look like goop glow. This looks like the fish one. Ugh. Maybe it's goop glow. No, I guess it is. It's just dark. And we see all of their social media interns or whatever, because they're all over the TikTok. That's all that. I think maybe people under 30 just don't either care at all about Twitter or like don't even think about using it. I don't think they care about Twitter at all, but I think TikTok is so bad. I can't go on. I mean, it's, I've always not liked TikTok. It's just a barrage of, it's too much, it's too much sensory overload for me. It's um, like maddening. Yeah. The only time, I mean, it's funny. Cause like, I just, I, I hadn't been on TikTok for months. And then of course, because of the Lena Wilson thing, I was like, on it. oh yeah, you had to go. <laughs> but yeah, after, after that, I'm back back off of it it's too like i don't need it's sound just like, ever i yeah. turn off the sound for instagram that's why i like twitter because it doesn't have sound i know it's like it's starting to get to that point with instagram where it's like I, you can't scroll through instagram without hearing someone scream at you like that's not what instagram no. was for and i am happy to have found people like uh white sugar rebel on instagram who are screaming I know uh but I don't need I just don't need music I don't need dancing I don't I don't need the weird TikTok like robot voice that people use I just don't like any of it it's really disturbing and I will get like hypnotized by it like if I start watching TikTok it just like I can't stop like I'll lose out I've lost hours on TikTok Ooh, so scary. just like scrolling through it um well goop I mean sh- retweet some things come on it's really not hard it's not that hard I was like, just surprised I mean just- I guess I've never really looked at their Twitter before so I guess there's a reason I mean maybe they know that people don't really engage with it but it's like just to have you know yeah, it doesn't take that much effort. And especially if you know that the NFT thing was like a big mistake. Now it just seems really fishy because anyone who goes to your Twitter is like, well, why haven't they tweeted anything in three years? Yeah. Because like- Or just delete the whole thing. I mean, yeah. or don't have one. Yeah, then just delete the whole thing. It's weird to have one and not, I don't know. But if weird. they deleted it, we would pick it right up. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I guess they can't let it go. Um, all right. My worst, I mean, I know that you're a big fan of Jennifer Freed. I know, I know Jennifer is going to be on that cruise next month, Yeah, but I just, this new thing she has, do you know your support language? So she's piggyback off of the love languages thing. And now it's like, which is also bullshit. It's also bullshit. Now she has support language, which because she is a psychological astrologer, all of these well, these support languages aren't connected to your astrological sign. They're connected to, well, I guess they sort of are. Cause it's like your, um, like if you're an earth, fire, water, or air sign. So she breaks it down. No? To, oh, the, the support languages, the do. support, the support languages. So, cause uh, the love language is just whatever you want. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the support languages, the love languages, I think are sort of bullshit, but I also understand them. Like they make sense as like separate languages. It's full bullshit. I mean, it totally is. But like these support languages, the differences are so subtle to me as to be incomprehensible. Like I just don't understand what the difference is because it's all basically, all of them are like, oh, I want people to listen to me. I want people to like 
encourage me. And the, the variation between the different signs seem so subtle that I just don't understand. So like, also like people are complicated and like, you might like, nobody like always wants the same thing. It's the same with the love language too. It's like another reason that's stupid. Like no one only values one of those things yeah, or only values one time. It's like people are complex and multifaceted and like being in a relationship means like having the emotional intelligence to like anticipate another person's needs to a certain extent. And like, you can't just like put someone through like an online quiz and say like, Oh, I'm going to always do this for you. Yeah. Cause and then I it's like most... your partner is just not actually in tune with you or listening to you. Cause they're just mm-hmm. doing what the book says. Yeah. And it's like, if you're like, Oh, my love language. I feel like it's more for like people who say their love language is whatever. Like if you're like, my love language is acts of service. And then you tell that to your boyfriend and then they start doing acts of service or whatever for you. You're like, he's listening to me, but it's like, that doesn't, I think that your love language is just like getting people to do what you want Yeah, yeah, yeah. and not really like any of those things. I don't know. Yeah. So and I always said mine was gifts and then people always say that's like really fucked up. So I'm like, <laughs> okay, I guess I won't say anymore, but it is I like, mean, it's a valid love language for sure. Well, apparently, I mean, it's, it's on the list, but people really don't like it, but like, fuck those stupid people because they're just not seeing, they're not seeing the whole picture. Exactly. It's not about getting a, it's not about like getting an expensive or fancy gift. It's about the idea that someone was like thinking about you when you weren't there and like did something nice to like for you when you weren't around that's what a gift represents to people who if that's your love language and nobody respects me for it so (laughs) i just opt out of the whole stupid thing uh so these i mean i guess this could be for both romantic and platonic relationships because it's like support so it's like friends as well as lovers uh so fire if you're fire you're supposed to be support is expressed through action and bold demonstrations um, meaning show me instead of tell me, show up when you say you will, be truthful, celebrate me with enthusiasm. Earth support is expressed through consistent effort. So again, support me, encourage me, but be a little calmer about it, I guess, and be like dependable and consistent instead of these big sort of acts of support. Air support is expressed through communication. So it's words of affirmation, be curious and interested in me um, when I'm upset, take deep breaths with me and be willing to disagree with me in a respectful way. And then water is support is expressed through genuine feeling. So I guess instead of communicating as much, it's more listening. It's like, be a safe container for me to share my feelings treat my issues with empathy, be present and attentive when you're with me and trust that I'll be okay. Even when I'm in a dark place, all of this is just confusing to me. I don't really understand the difference between any of it. Do you understand? Um, I mean, I, I guess I understand how like the things that they're describing are like different actions show instead of tell, and then show up when you say you will, that's more about being like dependable be honest that's different um 
celebrate me with enthusiasm and special rituals. That's I think asking a bit much, honestly. <laughs> special rituals. I mean, enthusiasm, it's like the wicker man special- or something. Yeah. What the hell does that even mean? Do the chores big and small without being asked or needing to be cheered on. Okay. Do your own yeah, fucking chores. You did the dishes. I mean, give me thoughtfully selected gifts and supplies. 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 Be calm, patient, and accepting when I need to. I mean, I I can see how these are different things. This, the earth sign ones are, I'm sorry, like, these are, you're asking way too much, I think. Oh, I was going to say the earth sign ones are like the bare minimum. Give, do the chores without being asked. I mean, yeah, do the, I mean, I guess the assumption is that the earth sign is also doing their share of the chores, but it feels like they're asking other people to do stuff. Um, calm, patient, and accepting when I need to vent. Yeah, of course. Be dependable and consistent. That kind of sounds like what the fire signs want. I'm an air sign. Words of affirmation, sure. Yeah, yeah I mean, actively curious. I mean, these are all just like, be like, I think you kind of should do, all I of kind of want all of those things. Yeah, I'm an earth sign. So I guess I'm just like, and I guess that's true. I, cause I, I mean, I obviously appreciate when people listen to me, but I also get a little, uh, I'm not, it's not easy for me to communicate. And so mm-hmm. like on a sort of emotional level sometimes. So I think I get a little, uh, frightened if someone is too receptive to listening to me, cause then I'm just like, ah, I don't know. So I'm probably, I am, I think a classic earth sign of just like do the chores, be calm, be dependable. What is, um, what's Scorpio? Uh, I think, is that a fire sign or air? Let me see. Um, oh no, Scorpio is a water sign. Okay. I know this is what I have to do. I have to be a safe container no treat my issues with empathy of course be present and attentive when you're with me yes trust that i will be okay when i'm in my dark place all right i can do that easy peasy um john John is a cancer so he's a water sign Um, oh so am i oh no i'm an air sign yeah oh scorpio so brian's also so both of our husbands are um water i yeah will treat my issue okay i'll do that trust me yep be present and attentive treat my issue that's the easiest one yeah yeah okay i can do that as long as i don't have to do the dishes (laughs) i know i know but i want him to do the dishes take deep I mean Brian would never take deep breaths with me but I don't think I'd ever ask him to no I would be like weirded out if John was like okay let's take a deep breath but I do constantly like kick the door into Brian's office and start like screaming and crying because like I can't make my computer work like it's like always like I'm constantly having some kind of like insane issue or like I'll be like Brian like I can't do this and then he'll like fix whatever it is for me like that happens like five times a day (laughs) So I guess, I guess we have that. Uh, All right. Well, is this helpful? 
are you going to buy Jennifer Freed's new book, which is called- I've never bought any Jennifer Freed book, but I'm a fan. Soul. I like her and I like those two like 70s style psychiatrists that they used to have on, but I think maybe they got a little Oh, too. Phil and- The tools guys. Yeah. What are their names? Uh, yeah, they're, 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 they seem like- I think like one of them was in, really old. Yeah. One of them I think has retired from this Yeah. Life. Yeah. Uh, I do like the cover of Jennifer Freed's book. I, I I know that it's like sort of passe already now, but like I do like the like the publishing world's embrace of like retro like 60s and 70s covers. I still I don't know I haven't gotten tired of it. No, no, and yeah, this is it looks very modern to me. It's like retro, but in but, a modern yeah, one. modern. Like I like um, I mean it, I, this is also retro modern, but you know like I haven't read it, but that new celebrity memoir by Jeanette McCurdy, the like Nickelodeon star. Oh, I want to read that so bad. It looks really good, but like the it was sort of brilliant for the publisher to make it look like sort of literary. Like, because you think of like a celebrity memoir from a teen star or whatever, it's going to be like you know Jessica Simpson's book or like Paris Hilton's book and like a big picture of them looking whatever. And this is like, yeah. oh no, this this looks like literature. And I mean, I'm sure the book is also well written, but like it was just very smart marketing. I think it looks like a, um, like a, like something that would be marketed to like 12 year olds when I was 12. Like, oh, it looks like a cover of, it looks like a, um, babysitter's club or like a sweet Valley high kind mm, of like mm-hmm. the font and stuff. The, yeah. And like the picture, like the goofy picture yeah. of her with her mom's with her urn. urn. <laughs> That's amazing. It's amazing. I can't wait I to know. I can't wait to read it either. I never seen, I mean, we're too old to like, like I've never seen yeah. one episode of I didn't know who she was. was. On. I, yeah. I'd heard the name basically because I used to go on um, crazy days and nights and there'd be lots of blind items about her. But other than that, I'd have no idea. I knew because I used to nanny at the time that this show was on. She was on iCarly, right? Yeah. So I nannied at the time and like I nannied this little girl that like, like all the little girls I would nanny this was like right after I graduated from college, liked it. Okay. So I like saw it, but I like didn't register. Like I didn't keep track of any of it. It was just like, like beyond while I was like making them chicken nuggets or whatever. Yeah. But like, I would recognize the main girl of it, but I didn't recognize her. Yeah. 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 Cause she was on iCarly. And then with... she's on a show with Ariana Grande. Yeah. Cause they had a spinoff. Cause she was on iCarly and Ariana Grande was on some other show. And then they did a spinoff with like the two characters from the two different shows. Yeah. Anyway, we don't know. Anyway, I really want to see it. I'm going to read it. I mean, uh, all right. What was your craziest, your saddest? Okay. So my craziest, um, I mean, I, this is crazy, but I also like approve of it, want to do it and love it is, um, the tapping oh that's my craziest too I know it's so relaxing I tried to do it so like because I have like several mental health issues but can't get an appointment to see a psychiatrist until like October um I'm forced to take matters into my own hands and tap just tap 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 away and your I just I feel like it's time to get to tip tapping you know what I mean so like you know, I feel like the only things I can do are like avoid sugar and tap my face until someone gives me fucking SSRI. <laughs> I mean, who and needs SSRIs like, when you have you have fingers? You might as well make them tap. work for you. Exactly. 
Um, so tapping think- is it, it's self-explanatory. It's literally what you think it is. That's what it is. It's tapping your face until your problems yeah. go away. Before you tap, you need to wash your hands thoroughly, find a quiet place where you can express yourself freely and take full responsibility for your own emotional health and well-being, which if you live in America, you will have to do anyway. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and then like, depending on where you, there, it's like acupuncture points uh, like yeah. on your face and you can like tap yourself. Like if you tap yourself on your eyebrow or like on the top of your head or the side of your eye or the side you of your hand, yeah, by your overwhelmed. Pinky. If you feel underwhelmed, you touch under your eye, under your nose or your chin. And then if you feel overwhelmed, you can also do your collarbone. There are like a bunch of places all over. There's a link to a uh, guide that tells you like all the parts of your body tap. <laughs> when you feel whatever like whatever you're feeling where to tap I like it I mean I wish I didn't ha- I wish that there was a better solution but there fucking isn't this is another one of these things where it's like you know what okay you want me to trust science you want me to trust medical fucking science well they told me to go fuck myself so I have to turn to something else I hate these fucking skeptic science people who are like nothing there's nothing that says that this is true so what so just suffer yeah because so, you can't live- get a an appointment with a therapist till October so no yeah, yeah. well it's not a therapist but like a psychiatrist. a psychiatrist oh you want to get those meds I gotta get back on the med. I mean I already have it's complicated mm-hmm. um I have a subscription, a subscription, a <laughs> prescription. <laughs> Same thing. I know. Um, but so anyway, th- th- this person, it's a Dawson church, PhD, uh, unclear as to what his PhD is in, but, um, so it's in tapping, in tapping, yeah, doctorate of ta- PhD. <laughs> in tapping. Uh, so tapping therapy is you're doing, um, you're doing cognitive therapy and exposure therapy along with the tapping. So like yeah. if you, let's say, Oh, cause he, his example was there was a devastating fire and his house was burned down. So now he was able to, this frust- I really didn't like this little story, but yeah. well, I mean, it's like good for him. Like it sucks, but like he was able to, I don't know, buy a new house and move to a different city and so it's like doesn't to me so the story is like that trauma sorry I'm like taking this I just want to say the story is basically that like he because when his house burned down he was devastated but he and his wife decided to like turn their lives around and do the things that they'd always wanted to do without that house so they like moved to a new city and like started a new life and they're ultimately grateful for it even though it was traumatic but he's that's tied in with the idea that like trauma is only trauma if based on how you perceive your memories of the events so like it could not be traumatic based on how you how you think about it which that makes sense to me but the way that he talks about the thing with the house that's not how he thinks about it that's like I had an overwhelming or like an unbelievable amount of fucking privilege and I acted it's like that's what he actually did so like if his house burned down and then he was homeless for 20 years he wouldn't be like it was actually the best thing that ever happened to me it's his privilege of of having insurance or whatever yeah so like that's not yeah exactly so like I that's the reason that it's not as traumatic and that's not how you think about trauma like people who have like actually bad things happen to them that like have negative consequences because of it and there is no silver lining we'll still need to like work through the trauma of that 
there, there yeah. isn't a silver lining to everything, you know? No, exactly. I mean, and I guess yeah. that's what, like, is that what, like, exposure therapy is meant to, is meant to, like, repeat the trauma so many times that it's sort of your, you're like, de- like, it sort of is deadened to you and I it think doesn't it have that emotional reaction, it. neutralizes. I think so. Well, also, it's like, if you've ever, so, like, I've been diagnosed with PTSD, PTSD and, um, I've had it for like different things, but like the most acute PTSD I ever had was like, after just like, I got into a really bad car accident where someone drove into my lane and hit me head on when I was a teenager. Mm. And I like thought I was dead. And I had that like classic thing of like, I turned on my, um, light in my bedroom and the light bulb like flashed on and immediately went out. It was just like the bulb was dead, but it was like, I had the like classic, like fucking flashback freak out. And I just like was totally out of control. It was like, I, it was like, it went through my entire body and I just like collapsed on the ground and I was like shaking and I had to like breathe and like, like I had, I've had those like very acute, like trauma, like PTSD responses. And like, um, I guess the point is to, I don't know what I'm, I don't know what like tapping. I mean, like you can't like tap your way out. I mean, of that's it. the thing is, like if you're if you're if you're at a, a therapist or whatever, and they're they're proficient in this like cognitive behavioral therapy or the ex- exposure therapy, then it's like, well, maybe the tapping isn't the thing that's helping you. Yeah. Because <laughs> if you're like doing that, oh, plus I'm tapping, like that's yeah. great, but it might not be the tapping that's the main thing. <laughs> But I feel like there's other like low grade, like there's like less severe types of PTSD too, that like my therapist said she thought I was dealing with from like stuff from my childhood where it's like, I wouldn't like crumble to the ground and start like screaming, but I might be like totally like not be like in my own world and like be completely like unable to do anything and like have like physical responses to it, but just not maybe that noticeable to everybody you know yeah and maybe that's what like because it says you you can tap on your own whenever you experience negative feelings or discomfort in your body whether it's physical pain um you know it says sitting in traffic giving a presentation so uh it's helpful so your focus that you're supposed to focus on that pain or that anxiety as you're tapping and it can reduce it says it can reduce emotional intensity even further yeah i'm definitely gonna try it the best i when I was in college, I had, I like developed this insane fear of flying that just like came Hmm. out of nowhere. And I like, couldn't get on an airplane. I mean, I did, I had to fly all the time. So I was like going back and forth from Chicago and LA, but I was like, every time would be like the worst panic attack of my entire life. And just like the entire flight, I would be like freaking out. And finally I got a, um, like a hypnosis, like a self-hypnosis thing. And the guy, like you, you like close your eyes and like listen to this guy talking and he had you visualize like getting on an airplane and like sitting on the plane. And he kept saying like, you're not, you don't feel anything like this isn't good or bad. You just simply are on the airplane and now their airplane is taking off and like, it's not good or bad. You're not happy or sad. You just are taking off. And like, you would like visualize it and try to visualize it with like no emotional like response at all. Like not say like, I actually like airplanes or say any, it just like, just, you, just going through the motions of being on the airplane and it cured it like that. I never had wow. the fear of flying again. That's so cool. Like, 
it really worked. It's crazy. And, you didn't and then I could never tap. find that. I didn't even have to tap. But then also, like, I could never find that guy again. Maybe it was just a figment of your imagination. Maybe I just like finally cracked and I like had to heal myself. It's like it was a like a fight story. club scenario where you just invented yeah. your own therapist. My I know because I was so fucked up. Do you look like Brad Pitt? Yeah, I no, and he didn't sound like him. He kind of sounded like like Werner Herzog. Oh, that's even better. Yeah, that's like definitely a fictional. If you if you if you think up a like a German psychologist, that's like definitely a figment of your imagination. Yeah, you definitely have cracked, and like you are in a dream. Yeah, for sure. Uh oh my god! All right, um, what would you try? Um. Oh, there's another wellness maniac on Instagram that I'm going to try to get into this week. Um, And I think that he, I don't know that I'm necessarily going to like him. I found out about him actually because like this science woman who like hates all of these people and is like, you need to eat Roundup. It's fine. Don't be tricked by the people who are whatever. And she like one of her debunking videos was of this guy. So I was like, oh, I need to check him out. (laughs) And his name is um, Clean Kitchen Nutrition. And his real name is Kyle Fitzgerald. He's like a little, he looks like younger than Bobby guy. He's very Bobby. Like he's in the supermarket pulling stuff off shelves he also has a second passion which is music and he has another like there's one video of him singing and he's like follow my singing page oh that's awesome for my other thing but he said that he got into clean eating when he was diagnosed with Crohn's disease in 2018 yeah and now he goes, now he spends his days going to Trader Joe's and showing you the ingredients on the back of a package of Siete almond flour tortillas. God, I wish this was a career, uh, like, a, 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 like a career choice when we were younger that we could have just. Bobby is definitely not younger than not, us. He, oh yeah. I guess he's probably. No, he's like actually this. older. He's, he said how old he is. I think he's 43. Okay. He's so like he our age, so, a little but older. Like, when I would have majored in going to the grocery store and screaming if I knew. That I know. Well, you could become a nutritionist, but the nutritionists are all like. I don't want to. Lo- I don't want to know anything real. Like that's the whole point. Is like these people aren't nutritionists. Yeah, that's what why they're so great. Yeah. Because I don't want to um, turn into the Roundup could, lady. I don't think you need to go to college. I think you can just start doing it. No. Yeah, it's true. Um. And they, but they always, yeah. Cause you have to have someone, you can't just do sell. Like you have to have someone filming you. It just seems so humiliating to go to a grocery store and have someone yeah. filming you. Like that just is a barrier to entry that I could not. Well, um, white sugar rebel doesn't. Oh, she, yeah. She does selfies. She just does like close-ups, and she just, she does close-ups, and then she does voiceovers later. So she's yeah. just going in there filming it. And you could do that really. That's sneaky. true. I might do that. I might try try i need like a good nickname though i'll think of it um well i'm excited to check this person out who is the um who's the roundup lady that hates him i'm curious i like i like to hear both sides of the story um i just said bipolar brian i didn't mean it in a mean way (laughs) oh yeah that's ableist i know it is ableist also these people aren't like that they're like flave city and like clean kitchen um 
wait, the one who hates him is like the food science. Oh, food science, babe. Babe. Yeah, I know her. I know her. And she is really like, I just, I don't understand. Like, okay, I can understand being like, look, these people don't know what they're talking about because I guess they don't. Um, But I also think like who, like, why are they so pro like eating not organic? Like, I don't understand. I just don't get it. Like, why are they so pro seed oil and pro all this stuff or like they like fucking Abby Sharp. I watched one of her videos and she's like, oh, yeah, like someone said something like don't have fake maple syrup, have real maple syrup if you're going to have it. Obviously, you should for several most number one reason it tastes a lot better. Number two, fake maple syrup is just like corn. This is corn syrup. Like yeah. it's corn syrup, and it's like disgusting. It tastes like shit. Don't train your taste buds to eat that way. And like, grow the fuck up. Like, grow. Don't eat it. Who it's over disgusting. the age of eight even eats? Do, do any adults eat like log? Like, what is wrong with people? I don't know. I've never heard of. People. I've never heard of any adult that eats that pancake syrup shit. It's so disgusting. But um, they. She was like, look. I'm Canadian. So like, yeah, like maple pride, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay. But if you like it, is corn syrup worse for you than regular sugar or maple syrup? I mean, technically, yeah, it's a little bit worse, but if you love it, have it in moderation. And it's like these people, you can't have corn syrup in fucking moderation. If you're intentionally buying it and putting it in food, you're going to get it regardless. So don't intentionally buy it and eat it. Cause you don't trust me. You'll fucking get it. You'll get it in. So if moderation is the key, then like your only option is to intentionally avoid corn syrup, soybean oil, canola oil. Like those, you have to attempt to avoid those things. Otherwise you're going to get so much more of it than you need. It's like, that's if you, that's the only way you're going to get moderation. You have to be somewhat intentional about the fucking shit that you eat. And these people acting like any attempt to like cut out things that they know are less healthy is like orthorexic or dangerous or pointless or whatever. They're lying. They know better. Cause they, it's the same. I mean, it's sort of this sort of like, you know, democratic, sorry to bring it to politics, but like liberal brain of just like trusting authority without having critical thinking skills well it's identitarian because like they know better like in like this one thing i'm referencing abby sharp admits yes eating fucking corn syrup is worse for your body than eating maple syrup which everybody already knows of course it is yeah but she's like yes it is but she's so moderation pilled she's so like Everybody can have a little bit of whatever, who cares, da, da, da. Then that she's not even willing to say like, yeah, you should avoid this food that's less healthy for you and replace it with this objectively better food in every single possible regard. I mean, like the taste is better. Like it just is better. And And it's also like like the real thing. Moderation is impossible unless you're vigilant about it because of you know the big agriculture and the farm subsidies that that these corporations get for growing you know monocultures of soy and corn and so if you're not vigilant and you're just eating whatever garbage is in the grocery store you're gonna have 
and I agree, like, it's not going to kill you to have a tiny bit of corn syrup every once in a while, but you are literally having so much soy and so much corn constantly. If you're eating this packaged food that there is no such thing as moderation. It's all you're eating. Yeah. Yeah. You're not getting moderation. And also, um, like, so what if you, so, okay. I like, you know, fake corn syrup, maple syrup substitute in moderation. I like M&Ms in moderation. I like movie theater popcorn in moderation. I like McDonald's in moderation. I like whatever else in moderation. It's like, if you eat a little bit of those things in moderation, that's still going to be the entirety of your diet because everybody likes all of that food. Okay. All of that food tastes good, except for, I genuinely don't think that maple syrup should taste good, but like it's, it's created in a lab to be as delicious as humanly possible. So everyone is going to like how it tastes. Yeah. If you actually are serious about eating anything in moderation, then part of that means cutting some of that stuff out because you can't have a little bit of all of it. You can have a little bit of like some of it maybe once in a while, but that's like, but it yeah, there's, shouldn't there, be your focus. There's so many delicious things out there that, yeah, like you said, if you have everything in moderation, you're having nothing in moderation. This is like before I sort of, you know, cut seed oils out of my diet. And I would say like, you know, getting takeout or whatever, be like, oh, well, I'll only have Taco Bell once a month. And then, you know, I'll only have Cluck and Blaze once a month. I'll only have Del Taco once a month. I'll only have McDonald's once a month. I'll mm-hmm. only have whatever. And then all of a sudden you're, you realize you're eating garbage several times a week. Yeah. It's like, just because you go to one fast food place every month, doesn't mean that you're not, you know, like there's a lot of it out there, you know, Yeah, you're going to have to say no to stuff. Yeah. I'll, you know, I'll only have ice cream twice a week and I'll only have cookies twice a week and I'll only exactly only have a piece of cake once a week. Then, you know, you're dead. It adds up. You're dead. And also six feet like, in the ground. And what you're eating also isn't ice cream and cake. It's like you're oh, yeah. eating like sugar and mm-hmm. fat and like oils and just like shit that your body doesn't need and like that much of. Ugh. Well, I'm glad we're on the same page. We are. It makes me so moderation irritated. is a lie. It's a lot. Also, like I'm sorry, one more thing. What exactly is moderation? Like, what does that mean? It's yeah, it's uh, undefinable. It's whatever you, whatever feels better to you, I guess. Like, uh, I, I don't, I don't know. I moderate. I mean, it, it it really is like, I guess it should just be like a real exception. Like, it's like, oh my God, I'm fixated. If you're like, I am craving, you know, the Popeye's crispy chicken sandwich. I haven't had it in months. All I want is to have it. Then like, have it. But then you can't be like, the next day, all I'm craving is a Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich. I know, but then it's like, but how often is okay to like, you know what I mean? It's just like, just don't. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's the thing is like, it's between you and your doctor and your blood work and like different people for like, yeah, it's, it, 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 a lot of it is, I guess, sort of intuitive how you feel. And then a lot of it is like, you should, you should get blood work. I mean, I'm obviously a big like blood work proponent and, um, and then, and then honestly, I mean, it sounds like really, I don't know. It sounds like I'm fucking patting myself on the own, on my own back. But like, once you stop eating that shit, you're just going to lose a taste for it. And it's not going to, and then when you do have it, it's not going to taste as good. And I know that that's what everyone says, 
but like it is true well that's the thing like and it's the other way too where it's like oh i eat this in moderation like i go to mcdonald's in moderation well if you eat mcdonald's you're gonna want mcdonald's the next day like it's going it it's like you these are it's like what you have to like retrain yourself just not to get it because it's like it is like addictive it is it does give you like this rush like a perfectly balanced thing of like sugar fat you know like crunch acid like it's all like they they put it together like that to make you want to have it again because they're trying to make money off of it and they don't care if it's good for you so like you have to be the grown up and say no. And like these, and I think everyone who listens to our podcast is kind of like agrees with us, but like, it's these like allegedly like science influencers online who act like they're so fucking body positive and just like, will not be honest. It is infuriating to me. But yeah. And they're not it's, eating. And that's the thing is like, and sorry, they're not eating that shit. Jen, Jen Gunter. She claims to be like, oh, I'll, like whatever, everything's fine. But like, you see her, she's, you know, she's cooking for herself. Her quote unquote boyfriend is cooking for her. She's not mm. getting McDonald's. She's not getting Taco no. Bell. They don't even have a McDonald's in Marin County, probably. No. And like, it's the same with that, like Abby fucking sharp. Like, I know that she's, I watched one of her fucking things. I watch her so much, by the way. I'm mm. obsessed with Abby sharp. She's like, I um yeah she's talking about organic you don't need organic I do occasionally buy organic for personal reasons but da 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 okay what personal personal reasons reasons? could you possibly have unless she's in like the religious cult that the guy from January 6th is on (laughs) remember he like got oh yeah because he was like religious reasons yeah which I think was just a bullshit no her her personal reason is she doesn't want to get fucking cancer from roundup right it's not personal personal reasons She's like, she knows it's bad. Yeah. It's but so... the, like, they won't admit it. I hate that. Mm. I hate it. Well. Anyway. Anyway, yeah. Um. All right. What? Oh, here's what I would try. And I did try. And I posted this on Instagram. Guys, I really do think that Goop is just using the Simple Mills um, brownie mix to make their brownies. They probably are. Because it's really good. And like, I got, because like on Thrive Market, you know, you order and they'll give you like a little free gift and that you yeah. choose, you know? So the last time, one of the things was the Simple Mills almond flour brownie mix. I was like, oh, I'll try it. And I made it. They're really good. Um, but yeah, it tastes exactly like the Goop Kitchen ones for basically the price of one brownie from Goop Kitchen. You could make a whole, <laughs> you could make a whole batch. Oh yeah. Maybe I'll do that. I have, um, since Whole30 is over, I did get some Simple Mills crackers that are so fucking good yeah they have inflammatory sunflower oil they do have inflammatory sunflower oil but i also i mean i know i just went on an insane tear <laughs> but like i'm kind of okay with like sunflower and expeller personal oil, a little so. sunflower yeah i i got the um costco brand seaweed wraps because or seaweed snacks because the fucking pure olive oil ones are so expensive and I'm like, okay, the amount of sunflower oil, it's like organic sunflower oil. It's very little. I think I'll be fine. The thing I'm really just don't like, and I, maybe this is just me being insane, but like, um, uh, soybean oil, that's just the one that I'm like, I really no, no, no. That. So I, I'm soybean. I say no to canola. Honestly, it's like, I think sun, sunflower, the 
high oleic or expeller press. I mean, maybe an expeller press canola oil is fine too. Um, but I, yeah, soybean, no, 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 no. Soybean, it's just because there's so much soy in our diet. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, I'm like definitely more lax on the seed oils than you. And also well, because I like have, my doctors have literally emailed me and been like, you need to eat canola oil. Well, doctors, I mean, they're, yeah. they're all, yeah. Well, and they're also like even it, the yeah. seed oil, even in the seed oil freaks, like we'll pass around those graphs of like PUFAs and even from their research, like um, a, canola, a canola oil or a high oleic sunflower oil has just a little bit more PUFA than like olive oil. It's really like not that big of a deal. I think it, it is like the, it's the processing and it's the fact that those, I, I think it's like when you're cooking with them, the heating of those oils oxidizes them really quickly and it's inflammatory. It's more about like the heating of those oils than the oils themselves, I believe. Yeah. I don't know. I think, but is that what causes is in, is that what causes cancer? Supposedly inflammation can lead to cancer because you're whatever your cells are inflamed. Again, I'm no doctor. Yeah. See that to me is just a bit, it's like a bridge too far. Well, that's why people say to have all the, like have antioxidants because that the free radicals. That, yeah. That, um, counteracts the inflammation which causes the free radicals to develop into cancer because your body is producing cancer cells all the time it's just a matter of they're fighting you know fighting them off anyway anyway um but yeah now that i think about it i might go back to the olive oil s- <laughs> s- uh, yeah snacks you don't want afterwards. that sunflower seed i just i just can't take any more chances I know. Um, all right. What would you buy? Um, okay. The last one. Oh, the thing I would buy easy peasy. It's the thing I started with the body polish mm. and the, um, instant glow. Cute. Yeah. How about you? Uh, I actually finally bought, well, I bought it months ago and it finally came to my little door is the Jupiter balancing shampoo. This is not from Goop. This was an Instagram ad that I got about a clean shampoo that is actually good for dandruff. Cause I just like, couldn't stand doing head and shoulders every day. Cause like God knows what's in that shit. Yeah. And so it smells really good. I have to like, I'll have to use it for a while to make sure that it like works as it says it works, but so far so good. Um, it smells, it smells like, um, it's like a combination of mint, vanilla, sage, and lavender. And I mean, it is like $20 for 12 ounces, but I have short hair, so it'll last me a while. Oh, that's good. Uh, and it's one of those things that are like this cult shampoo, you know, sells out instantly and it's only available, blah, blah, blah. So like, you do have to like get on a waiting list and then Mm. eventually they'll make a batch. So it literally took me like two months to get it. Um, but now I have it and I can kiss that head and shoulders. Goodbye. Hmm. I've changed my deodorant. I've changed my toothpaste. I've changed my shampoo. Now I've changed my face wash. I think I'm like, guys, I think I'm clean. 
Yeah, I think I'm clean except, well, I guess except for my face wash, but I don't really use it that much. I use the other one more. The only, I mean, I definitely had to use that fucking raid to get the ants out of my apartment. But Oh yeah. Well, I mean, every, you know, you have to live in the world. Yeah. You have to live in the world. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, other than that, hundred percent pure clean. <laughs> I love that we've just completely, since doing this podcast, we've just completely brainwashed ourselves. I know we've gone completely insane. I'm going to be going back and forth on canola and sunflower seed oil for the rest of my fucking life. There's nothing I can do about it. Yeah. Well, you could um, buy that fucking microbial oil from the seed oil people. But it's not about, it's like very easy for me not to cook Cook, with those oils. It's just not easy to buy things. Like if I, anything you buy packaged, it's like there's a it's like it's gonna happen yeah it's tough i mean like crackers i don't i mean the simple mills crackers are good uh i i choose my mary's gone crackers because that doesn't i hate them i love them i think i went bonk because after i had my full-on my two rounds of full-on i just i can't i don't think i'll ever have another mary's Mary's. cracker the worst ones to me are the hue ones those are oh i haven't had those they're so bad they did they have seed oil no they and they're like they're like red pilled to the fact that they actually add they actually say the word seed oils like no seed oils on their packaging which like most um companies don't do yeah so they're like they're like in the weeds with the alt-right i've only ever had the chocolate which it was good the chocolate's good but it's like so expensive uh, it's expensive. I yeah. like i mean i like my tony chocoloni because it's but they don't make dark free. chocolate yeah they do I always get the they Yeah, they got dark chocolate. They have dark chocolate with almonds. They have dark chocolate with hazelnuts. They have dark. My favorite is the dark chocolate with uh, orange and caramel. They have they have milk chocolate too. They have all of it. They're plain. Okay. They have if you go to Whole Foods, they have a whole aisle. You can get anything okay. you want. I don't I know if it's I don't know if it's organic. I have to check. I, I think it's not organic. I think it's just like it's just slave um, free, slave labor free. Fuck. If I have to switch to organic chocolate, I'm definitely going to be in the poorhouse. Well, I mean, how much chocolate are you eating? One bar a week. It's my one treat. Well, that and popsicles because I cut out, you know, ice cream, pastries, cookies, all the good stuff. Yeah. I guess I could just cut out chocolate too. Just be a monk. <laughs> um, I don't anyway. know. Anyway. We're doing the best we can. And so are you. Yeah, you are. Thank you for listening to our rants and raves. Um, please don't call mental health services. We promise we're fine. Yeah, we're fine. And like that we're okay. And we'll probably get over all of this in like a week. Oh yeah. No, we'll be back to eating fuck. I'll be fucking driving to cluck and blaze. <laughs> <laughs> Asking for extra yeah. soybean oil. Can you fry that twice as long, please? I need extra soybean oil (laughs) thank you we'll be fine we'll Uh, be fucking fine okay kids only in new york kids only in new york (laughs) all right this is over (laughs) we're done okay bye bye If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.